Hey, Jules. Yeah. How do pirates know that they are pirates? Um, because the uh, law. <laughs> they, they file taxes with the IRS. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, that's good. I was gonna say because they just are. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even better. I went all literal with it. I didn't know it was supposed to be a joke. I was like, the law tells them. <laughs> like, <laughs> Notch, notch, notch. They almost want to make it like a Beetlejuice situation, but Google is putting a stop to that. That isn't keeping the notch phones from being hot sellers, however, and the numbers point to one particular manufacturer as the king of the polarizing feature. There are plenty of phones that we have yet to see in 2018, so we're really excited to see them, but a couple of them we will cover today before we get on our respective planes and head to New York for Samsung's next unpacked event. So look forward to that, listeners and viewers. Speaking of events, one did just happen, however, and now we have a brand new Moto phone. The Force may not be strong with this one, but one of the key mods will bring the next generation of mobile internet. Hello everybody and welcome to the Weekly by PocketNow and XDA developers on this day, the 3rd of August, 2018. From smartphones to tablets to wearables and so much more, welcome and let's get started talking about all the stuff you dreamed of having when you were a kid. I'm your host for the Weekly, Joshua Vergara. What's going on everybody? I'm so excited to be here and thank you so much not only to the fellas for having me as the host, but also to all of you listening and perhaps watching here on the live stream it's because of you i missed you all that i'm back on the podcasting mic joining us in the production booth is jules wong who did a wonderful job of hosting the show before a wild jv appeared <laughs> so jules i just wanted to give a quick shout out to you how are things going on your end buddy um what type are you a psychic type or a water type uh, what would you be I want to say ground type because I'm all about drinking tea and teas from the ground. That's my first instinct. Uh, at least. That does make sense. <laughs> oh, leaf type. Well, grass type. Grass oh, type. Leaf that should be. Grass yeah. type. That's a great <laughs> one. Well, anyways, uh, hello. Welcome to you all. And uh, go Cubs. Unfortunately, they lost uh, last night, but oh, no. uh, this was included in the in the Moto Mod cover. Or I think it's still called a style cover. Hmm. Well, I think I'm yeah. so envious, so <laughs> envious, man, dude. It did look like a good time, right? Like it looked like an awesome time out there. Yeah, we spent way too much time at bars, <laughs> <laughs> as as it should be, like... especially near, especially near the Cub Stadium, right? So. <laughs> well, if you want to get into what we did with Michael Fisher for, or and a whole bunch of other people, but the Michael Fisher bit, I'll save for the second segment here. All right, sounds good. Uh, we also have Pocket Now's Brandon Miniman as part of our panel. How's it going, brother? Yo. Hey, Josh, I've always wondered, what is the yeah. origin of this? Ah, well, if you, okay, so um, I'm kind of, obs okay, I didn't used to like being called by my initials. And then when I was playing around with a few like new symbols and whatnot, because if you remember from the last place that I used to work, I used to do this kind of whole thing. I used to salute and all that. Uh, I phased that out after a while because I was starting to get people saluting at me all the time. And it got a little bit weird. Um, but I wanted, I, I still wanted to have a thing. And I like, you know, I do peace signs and whatnot. And then I realized JV. Oh, <laughs> that's so interesting. I yeah. see it now. There's a J and a V with your fingers. That's exactly. Weird. So I, uh, that's I talked to one of my friends. Uh, who I study martial arts with and he's a graphic designer and I was like what do you think of this uh, if I if I open up my own channel and he's like I can make that icon for you like that and I was like sweet Ooh. yeah so that's what uh, that, that that's how that whole thing came about <laughs> it's awesome 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I did want to uh, thank you for reminding me, actually, Brandon. Um, thank you so much for watching the announcement video. And also thanks to these guys for letting me have some fun with it. <laughs> um, I, I had this song in mind that I always wanted to use, even though it's it's admittedly a copyrighted song. But, you know, I got I got I got approval to, to, to use it from these guys. And uh, just a few comments that were on there. Um, just to set the record straight, I am the host of the podcast moving forward. I am going to do the odd video from time to time. But to the couple of people who are wondering what's going on with me on my own end, I'm still continuing my work on my channel and everything like that. It just so happens that I'm allowed to, not only allowed to, but I'm very happy to collaborate with these guys. And that's going to be a great, ours is going to be a wonderful relationship moving forward. And it's all thanks to you guys. Indeed. So thank and, you so and much. And speaking of uh, the relationship, I think there's one person that you would like to uh, uh, introduce. And uh, <laughs> yes. That's right. Uh, speaking of that, uh, we have the man at the helm of the Daily and Pocket Now Espanol, Jaime Rivera. Mm -hmm. Hello, hello. I was I was just thinking right now if I had to use my initials and and try to make you know my <laughs> yeah that's it a, look a, like oh, the boy. total gang member man. Uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> like, just get arrested. What would it be like? That's another thing. Um, I had to be absolutely certain that this didn't mean something bad somewhere, and I did so much research to make sure. As it turns out, somewhere in I think like mid Eastern Europe, I forget which countries in particular. This is a this is their peace symbol. So oh, it's the same thing. So, so, so it's like the you know two finger, but with the thumb out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I would have to do the ring finger out, but because the tendons between the pinky and the ring finger are um, <laughs> you're connected, you can't do the whole four thing. So yeah, because like a V and then a W, it's just another V attached away. But you know what? Though, if you if you go for it, Jules, no, I will totally I will totally support you. <laughs> <laughs> what are your skills, man? What are your freaking talents? I just do this. Uh, just, you know, whatever you want to say hi, just wave. And all your initials are here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right. So we um, have... Well, Spock to you. Peace Spock out. to you. There you go. Live long and prosper, everybody. Uh, <laughs> speaking of yes. shout outs to Fisher. Anyway. Um, okay. So we're going to go ahead and get into the news. Um, all right. So we have a bunch of stories this week. And uh, the first few of them actually have to do with not devices. And uh, number one, though, on the list is the fact that Google is saying, hold up, let's not go too crazy with these notches. Let's let's put a few regulations on this before it gets too far. So only one notch per edge, only two total per device, which kind of begs the question, what the heck would a three notch device <laughs> even look like what would that even be for now a couple of pieces of info before we get into everybody's thoughts um what they what google is trying to say here is that notches can only be found on the short edge of the device so if you're looking at let's say a 1080p frame it would be on the short 1080p side not on the 1920 side so you're not going to see it on the long sides on the right or the left of any phone when you're looking at it in portrait mode and you're not going to see more than two on any given device so that whole beetlejuice situation not happening moving forward <laughs> um, um, so here's the, so I do want to pose the question to the rest of you guys. What could you even imagine a three notch device uh, and why? I, I, can't, I can't even imagine a two notch device. Like, uh... well, what would that look like to you, Jaime? Like, do you think a two notch device where one's on the bottom half or bottom the short edge like, would make sense? Again, I, I have everything against bezels, so it doesn't matter if I get a chin at the bottom or whatever. Whatever companies do to get rid of them, for me, is fine. Okay. So it would make sense to me if we had dual speakers, like two notches that are symmetrical. That makes sense. Uh, and that these are speakers. Speakers. That, for me, would be cool. Yeah. Hmm. But that would be it. Like, no more than this, please. 
<laughs> trying to think of what other bits and pieces like could there be a notch on the bottom that maybe has like a fingerprint reader on it maybe that's the way that they put, leave it on the front you know that's a good idea uh, how, how good large idea. would that have to be is the question mm. well i mean i do have a reference point here and that's uh zt i think uh, we covered this uh, zt had a design award uh for a conceptual phone that was like it had glass that came off of the phone because it had rounded corners so it came off of the phone and formed its own corners then the glass met from the front and the back but it had two notches and there was a lot of presumption since there was it was just the design we didn't really know what was going on with that one so uh zt Mm. has experimented with that and then there's also um what we'll get to at the very end of the show i'm not going to spoil it but uh it is uh quite uh, the thing to look at um yeah that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) <laughs> Any thoughts on your end, Brandon? Like, uh, uh, you're working right now with the most bottom notches phone ever, the Key 2. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a top and bottom notch. Right? So, you know what I think would actually be okay with me? Uh, last time we were talking about a potential Huawei phone with an island notch for the camera, for a cutout for the camera. Like, yeah. I don't think I don't think it would be that bad to go with Jaime's dual dual speaker idea to have two little lines that are basically cutouts in the display for speakers to come through. Mm. That's so much better than having to utilize like such a large area to surround the speakers. You could just do a little island on the top and the bottom. Mm. I'm just looking, you know, Oh, sorry. Go for it. Sorry. Uh, uh, that's going to happen a lot on the podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just looking forward to when a two-notch device finally comes out, if someone has the, uh, let's say, the the stones to do it. And uh, because the reason why I'm looking forward to it is because I can't wait to see all the Twitter hate. I can't wait to see all the reviewers who are like, why? <laughs> uh, and I might be one of them personally. But uh, my one requirement for a two-notch device, in my opinion, would be that, like we've talked about with the OnePlus 6, like that, that the content doesn't wrap around it. That's all I care yeah. about. So, yeah. No, for me, for me, I guess the biggest problem, like I don't like the Huawei approach, uh, where you have this like huge chin at the bottom on the P20 Pro, uh, and you know they they make it, they give it a purpose with the fingerprint scanner, but it, that for me looks, I don't know, I, I it looks weird, and I'm, I'm also concerned about the Pixel 3 XL leaks, which where it's like this huge notch at the at the at the top. And uh, and then you also have like the the uh, chin at the bottom for the speaker, but then it just doesn't look symmetrical. Like one is shorter than the other. It looks weird uh, to me. I don't Pixel know three does say. look weird. I agree. That's very yeah. strange. Uh, Brandon seems so big. Yeah. Um, now we we are going to move over to a to a Huawei device as we move from uh, talking about the general notch development to Huawei's notches uh, on a potential upcoming device. But Brandon, you had some extra thoughts you wanted to share real quick. We can use that as our as our quick cut between these two topics yeah so i just bought a device a very strange and kind of old device but i'm so excited about it a few years ago a phone was really was released that was so thin and so light that it just it, it changed the way you use the phone like you could hold you could hold it was so light that you could watch videos in landscape just by pinching it like this and it wouldn't get tired and you know fall over like that um any guesses what phone this was the thinnest, lightest, not maybe not lightest, but the thinnest phone ever released was the Oppo um, R5. The R, the R3 was R3. the thinnest phone okay. ever. That that was like the first phone that didn't have a headphone jack, and yeah. so I I have one. 
I, I think no, I don't. I now remember that I don't have one. The first phone uh, in the modern age, because it was literally it, it, yeah, that yeah. one. That one didn't have a headphone jack because it just didn't fit. And that, this is actually where Josh and I met, by the way, in that event. I, I was I'm just about to say it sounds familiar. <laughs> that was in Singapore, man. Yeah, it was. That was really awesome. I'm talking about a phone that is a full millimeter thinner than the R3. The what? R3 is close. From, all right, give me a year. What year? Oh, jeez, I'm gonna have to look that up. I mean, we're talking. Okay. A millimeter thinner, like this was us. Uh, oh, this was 2016. I guess not that long ago. Two years ago. What? Oh dear. Come on, guys. What phone? Come on, guys. Spoil it. Just spoil it. We don't have Just, enough yeah. time in this podcast. We... It was okay. Okay. It was the original Moto Z. It was 5.2 millimeters. Oh dear. Oh. So, okay. so wow. the co- the cool thing about the Moto Z is that you can get a new Moto Z. And they have all these color options, like one is white and gold, which I got, on Amazon for 229 bucks. And um, the software is a little outdated, but you can easily flash Oreo and Android P beta onto it. And it's just so sweet. It's so cheap. And, like, it is so thin and light that, like, it changes the way you use a phone. I mean, it's... But it had, but it had like, this weird... Um, like, the camera hump was horrendous, <laughs> I remember. Oh, yeah, it had that big ring so that the Moto Mods could attach to it and stay on. And it was also missing a headphone jack, right? Of course, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's not a perfect phone, but it's cheap. And for those that, like, have never experienced it, it was just... It's, like, for watching video, and it has a front-facing speaker, so it's just... It's perfect for media consumption... And it's so thin and light that when you pick it up, it's effortless to type because it's like you're holding nothing at all. Oh, it's not so yeah, bad. but it's it's ugly AF. I <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I should have I should have asked you, Brandon, what you were going to be bringing up. It would have been great to use that as a segue to our Moto Z three talk a little bit later. So I apologize for mixing up the the, the topics a little bit. But uh, let's get back to our uh, our track here. Uh, speaking of yeah. the notches, clearly there are a lot of notch devices out there. Uh, Google did say that there are sixteen devices from 11 OEMs. Now, speaking of those 16 devices, um, a number of upwards of 86 million notch smartphones were shipped globally in the first half of 2018. And it's probably no surprise given their market, but Huawei is at the top of that list. So any hot takes from you guys about how, because uh, you, were, you were just talking, Jaime, about how you weren't a big fan of their design of the notch, but it's the best selling notch phone. Yesterday, I I was filming some B-roll for a video that's going to go live on Saturday. Um, that oh my god, like I had literally six phones on the table with notches, all different phones. Uh, so for me, it's like, well, this is it, you know. I just this is where things are going. I, I can't say that it's my favorite design choice, but it's it is what it is. Um, I just I wish that pe- companies became creative with it. Like I honestly like the the approach. Oddly, the approach that I like the most is OnePlus 6 and Apple, where there is very little chin at the bottom. Like, I don't have a problem with it so long as the chin is not, you know, taking over, you know, the the, the rest of the design. It just looks weird, asymmetrical. Okay. <laughs> Brandon has a few technical difficulties over there. There you go. <laughs> there's, um, there's a light in here that it, it's motion activated and it automatically turns off ev- at certain intervals and you cannot oh. turn it off. You cannot. So were you like flailing for a little bit to get, get to turn? Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was. I was throwing. Wait things a second. So, so why did you hide the camera? That's actually a moment we wanted to see. <laughs> yeah. Next, it'll and then happen we can again. Loop on gifs. It'll happen again in about uh, twenty minutes, and I'll I'll just do this. 
yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, have you used the P20 at all yet? Like, uh, like, because right now you have the OnePlus Six, and that's your notch device per se. But have you used the P20 yet? Because it's clearly the best-selling notch device right now. No, but I, I did use the Honor 10 for a while, which is like the kind of like the P20 Lite. Yeah. Um, oh. But for a while, I was using the Vivo Next, which I'm going to hand off to uh, Jaime um, when I see him next week. Um, and I was trying to figure out if like not having a notch and having like a very high screen to body ratio is better than like a OnePlus 6, you know, mm. which has uh, this little notch. And like sometimes, sometimes it's cool just because when like you're when it's sitting on a tabletop, it's kind of awe inspiring to see like so much screen. But um, but there are compromises, of course, to that. Like on the Oppo Find X, you've got you, you've got to wait a second for the whole thing to move up to, to take any pictures at all. Or on the uh, the Vivo Nex, you've got that little front facing camera that pops up, and again, you have to wait a couple seconds for that to happen. I I rather have like a OnePlus Six with a notch that's not that offensive, with no moving parts. I don't mind. I really don't mind. Agreed. Yeah, uh, David Baptista De Silva on uh, Twitter says, uh, one notch is already a design abomination, so <laughs> two, three, half a dozen notches makes no difference. Top notch for sensors and bottom notch for fingerprint scanner at least would keep the symmetry. Why is uh, it? Here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. How are bezels, like, not a design abomination as well? They store nothing in them. They st- And they, <laughs> like, keep everything to the sides, and it's like, well, I, I don't know. Maybe it's There is no purpose rejection. to the bezel. Like So you can hold the phone, and it has structure, so it doesn't fall apart when you pick it up. You know, it's like, it's but like the chassis. You can't just hold everything up, right? You can't right. just have a glass. You yeah, need in a way. Structure. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, perhaps the notch, like like I was saying one time before, the notches are going to be a means to an end. As as manufacturers try to find a way to make it work or try to find ways of working around it, we're going to get new types of form factors like the Fine 10 and stuff like that. Uh, but as far as Huawei is concerned, the notch is probably something that's going to maintain. And we have a phone coming up from them, potentially, uh, in the Mate 20 or the Mate 20 Pro in this case, um, which the main piece of news there, aside from the fact that it probably will have a notch too, is that it's going to be sporting potentially the Kirin 980. Now, we do have a lot of good things to say generally about uh, Huawei's silicon. They're high silicon. Um, And if the Kirin 980 is going to be the case in the Mate 20, then there are probably going to be a lot of high-powered specs in general. Six gigabytes of RAM, 120 gigabytes of storage, a 4,200 milliamp hour battery. I like that. (laughs) That's dope. Well... Just just think about the fact that this would, if the rumors are true, this would be the first ever seven nanometer process processor. Yes, I do remember. Yes, that that is that is the thing. I mean, we're at ten nanometers right now, and everyone makes a big deal about that. Going sub ten, I mean. Well, he, here's the thing. I mean, Intel hasn't like desktop processors haven't reached ten nanometers mm. yet, um, and so like mobile was really the like the first, which was uh, what was the company that that came up with the processor? Was it MediaTek or, or? It might have been. I, I can't remember off the top. Or T, no, TSMC. TSMC is the one that came up with the with the design. Oh. Um, yeah, and so like it's it's huge on its own. It's it that alone brings more power efficiency because there's literally less travel for you know everything. Um, but that alone for me will be plus that 4,200 milliamp hour battery. And if they fit that triple camera from the P20 Pro, 
Like, I don't think there's a need to look at anything else <laughs> right there. Uh, I'm done for the next five years. <laughs> this is oh, yeah. this is not just this my is... phone. It's the phone. <laughs> but if you're, if you're not going to look at anything for the next five years, then maybe you can uh, donate that trip to uh, China for me. How about that? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, uh, wireless charging in display fingerprint reader. So, you know, we're really trying yeah. to put all of these features right in there along with Android P. Um, say what you will about EMUI. I mean, it's going to be Android P based. Um, my only thing about the Huawei phones, especially the Mate series, is that, okay, so likely it's going to be a 1080 uh, full HD plus resolution. That's the only thing that kind of gives me pause because, you know, why not a quad HD display? Why not? I know it doesn't really matter so much, but, you know. Oh, do you have it on your key too? Conservative, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you have Quad HD on your key too? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't even have it on the <laughs> OnePlus Six, for goodness sake. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. I have a Galaxy S nine Plus here, which I've been using for the last few days, and uh, I have it at ten eighty p plus. Man, like, yeah, I agree. Nobody really uses Quad. That's it's... true. That's true. I, I I completely agree with that. And um, the uh, the are there actual gains to be had with a fourteen forty p screen? Not necessarily, but you know, it's just one of those things that when you're looking at the spec sheet before you actually get the phone in your hands, you're like. Oh, <laughs> that's really it. And then you get it yeah. in your hands and you're like, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> Huawei doesn't even have uh, much of a presence in the VR game because, uh, I, I don't know, so maybe it's just that, um, I guess, directing attention away from any sort of investment in that because obviously uh, screens are one of the few kind of parts that they have that has to be outsourced because you know, they can yeah, get a lot true. of stuff in China. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, okay, so speaking of phones that are incoming, uh, we are getting a little bit more information regarding the Red Hydrogen One. Um, I'm a little bit peeved about this phone, not, not not necessarily because of any bad reason, but because I was I was invited to that event that they had in LA a number of weeks back. No way. I was. But no I, way. Is, you were there. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. This is the problem. I emailed them. Oh. I emailed them over and over again saying, "Will we get time with the device? Are we? Is there a hands-on area? Blah blah blah." And they said, you're not going to be able to do photos Touch or video. It. Yeah, you're not going to do anything with it. So I was like, okay, like, do I want to brave the LA traffic to get all the way over there and just like look at it and then be like, hey, guys, I saw it. That's it. <laughs> um, as it turns out, a few people were able to touch the phone at the event, so I was a little bit peeved about that, but it's okay. Um, as uh, as it turns out, though, the Hydrogen One is a hot device. People are really looking forward to it. And speaking of putting as many features as possible on here, we have uh, four cameras. We have a 45, 10 milliamp hour battery. And I mean, this, wow. speaking, you were talking about a thin device earlier, Brandon. This thing is probably not going to be that. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to so need have, to power the holograms. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so we have plenty. We have plenty that we already know about the device. It is coming soon. Uh, it, it's it's, it's going to become a reality sometime soon. And some pictures are up uh, that show contents of the box, a power delivery charger, which I'm all for. I love power delivery. Um, and it also shows uh, off a few pieces of the innards of the device itself. Are you guys excited at all for the hydrogen phone? The hydrogen one, rather? I just, I, I can't imagine what the price of the accessories is going to be. Hmm. So that that phone, I, I guess I'd have to see it. I haven't been able to see the whole holographic thing they want to do. I mean, is it going to be useful or not is the first question. 
But if that doesn't really is if that's not really able to stand on its own, and if it's not able to produce great photography on its own without accessories, mm. then the question begs: What are the price of the accessories? That's going to be the success or lack of success of it. Yeah, I agree. And, and also, like, what, like we still don't really understand what benefits the holographic display will bring. Is it going to be like the HTC Evo 3D? Oh my God! Or the Amazon Fire Phone? <laughs> Dang! Who has not heard of that in a while? <laughs> oh my God! Well, what's interesting though about the FCC listing is that if you look at the model number of the Hydrogen One, it's H One A One Thousand, which sounds to me, and this is total speculation, like it's the beginning of a series H One A One Thousand. It sounds like a nomenclature that would suggest that there would be an H1A2000 or an H2A2000 or additional variants of the of the one potentially you mean like the you mean like the essential phone PH1 which actually if you look at the at the text actually stands for phone PH1 stands <laughs> I do for remember phone. that that was pretty cool actually. yeah but yeah, and so we're we're actually starting a series here that hasn't been continued yeah <laughs> so yeah so uh, I mean you never know <laughs> I am going to have to recuse myself from this conversation since I've been made very privy uh, to a lot of off-the-record conversations at the Motorola event. Um, there was a Verizon guy there, and um, there's it has been an interesting path in terms of Red uh, trying to get their certification, their network stuff uh, together. Uh, that's mm. all I'll say, but I mean, that could be tied to one of the reasons why uh, you were uh, you were not allowed to take pictures or video of the device at that event. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kicking myself because I, I at least should have been able to see in concept what they're trying to offer with this phone, but I, I wasn't there. So. Um, chalk that up to a lesson learned for me. Whenever there's an event in LA, I freaking live here. I should just freaking go. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Um, it's Three numbers, four oh five. Four, yeah, exactly. No, two numbers. Oh, ten. God, I hate the, the ten freeways. Ah. What I have to use to get in there, and is the worst. I don't even go all the way to the four oh five. Pretty much ever. I was about. I, I was about to say you don't need to grab the four oh five in your case where you live. Exactly. I just go. I oh just go on God, to ten. But that four oh five is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, speaking of looking at the innards of a phone, in the case of the hydrogen one, um, you are able to look at the innards of another device that I mean, I would love to be able. Able to see in the flesh, uh, but there's a little bit of controversy behind it. We're talking, of course, about the Xiaomi Mi 8 Explorer Edition. Now, I'm sure you guys have covered this before, either on the cast or in, in, in any of your uh, content on the on the YouTube channel and on the website. But obviously, there's there, there has been the news that the Mi 8 Explorer Edition has some extra bits under the cover that actually aren't real. It's literally there just for aesthetic. And uh, what's funny is that it's not even like a painted or like a picture that's underneath that translucent glass on the back. It's an actual decorative board. <laughs> and I think that's pretty funny, to be honest. Um, and if it gives a little bit of extra look, a little bit of extra aesthetic to the phone, then I'm all for that. But there is the argument that if they didn't do that, they could have put a bigger battery. They could have added some other bits in there. Um, any hot takes on this one? Oh, so I actually held that Mi 8 Explorer edition. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was at event uh, at a small event that Xiaomi had in New York. Um, I just, I don't get the point. First of all, it looks like an iPhone. Like, it looks like an iPhone 10 in every way. So it's like, 
it's it's this blend of design which yeah i have no problem with it it's just what's the point about the the whatever you know art they have there like does it really serve a purpose like but then again i'm not i can't go hard on them because you also have the htc u12 plus which you do see the internals but there is like a pattern Mm. being drawn over the casing to make it look cooler uh, but it's not really the, like the internals don't fully look that way. Fair. Well, I think I so, mean, it's not about really deception for me. It's more about just using your space wisely. And if you, I mean, there's a whole narrative about making phones thinner and thinner and whatnot, and that's great. I mean, if you were to take that board out, you could have made that phone thinner and you could have used translucent glass anyways to show off whatever was inside. No matter how weird it was, because I think people. But it would be boring. Kind of it would interest. it would be so boring though if you didn't have that there. Like it would be translucent glass and then the heat sink. <laughs> it would look like an iPhone. It would look like an iPhone. <laughs> it would look like an iPhone. <laughs> I am going to impress all of my friends with this phone because they won't know. I'm gonna say my phone is see through. You can see the motherboard. That's where the brain is. The like, hey, you are... over there? Do you read Pocket now? No. Look yeah. at this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> see, this is the Jerry rig everything variant of the Mi Eight. Yeah, and that's it. You know what? Yeah, the one thing I find interesting about this uh, decorative board is that it very clearly shows the the uh, Snapdragon logo, and kind of makes me wonder. Like, did Qualcomm, you know, kind of throw some, you know? Throw some in there, like hey, that'd be cool if they did, because you know that's that's branding, that's good branding on their part, and I mean, that's um, their tentacles working out in China again after a whole bunch of uh, debacles uh, with uh, licensing over there a few years ago. Fair, yeah. very fair. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I like the look of the phone. I would love to check it out. I love, the, I would love to check out the Mi Eight in general. Um, Xiaomi phones have this weird thing where it's clearly not completely finished <laughs> half the time. Like a few updates later, it becomes the phone it was meant to be. But even then, there are some brilliance. There's a little bit of brilliance in, in, in plenty of the Xiaomi phones. Um, so those those quick flashes of it. Um, I, I actually really enjoyed the portrait mode in the previous one and. Um, Lord knows Xiaomi puts out stuff like the Mi Mix. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's their flashes of brilliance on every device that they make, even if it's not fully baked. <laughs> if if only MIUI was not MIUI, man. Like, and, and I get it. I get the purpose of their software. I know that the reason why their phones are so affordable in China is because of the whole mix they do where they pretty much make more money off their stores and everything. That makes all the sense in the world. The problem is, God, it's just so bad. Mm. It is, it is so bad. Like, I have a hard time finding things in the settings because they rearrange them completely. Um, and, I, and I get it. Like, uh, even, in, even um, in, in something that I'm working on, you know, I get that they, they have no reason to embrace the Google approach because there is no Google services in China. I totally get that. Yeah. It's just, God, it's so, for me, it's annoying. It's a very beautiful, annoying phone. I think it's the best way to say I love that. It. Can that be the? Can that be a headline for <laughs> whatever? Oh yeah, that, that's the, no problem. You've got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's no easy segue for this last story. <laughs> um, okay, without getting political at all, or really just even social climate. Um, what what the hell, Sprint? Just what the hell? <laughs> That's all I want to say, because they're trying. To, marketing for the iPhone 10 and the iPhone 8 are are getting more aggressive apparently. But this video from Sprint talking about this flash sale, and they took the word flash way too seriously. <laughs> and actually, okay, my first question is. There are professional flashers, like that's an occupation. 
And they got these two people who are wearing this board on their chests that say there's a flash sale on the iPhone 8 and they're wearing these humongous coats and they just run in front of people and are like, blah, flash sale. <laughs> and I can, well, who, who thought this was a good idea? Like I'm all for uh, subversive marketing, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm watching the video now. It's, live it's, reaction, <laughs> live reaction from Jaime. <laughs> all right, hold, hold, hold. Like, what is this? Like, it's, oh, what, what the? It's so funny. It's so clever. It's clever. Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? This is not the, clever at all. This is the, how you the, get me tooed. <laughs> the best part is how the jackets are sprint colors. The outside's like dark blue, and inside it's yellow. So it's like. Total branding. It's so cool. This is absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe that they did this because, like, you can even see it in the faces of the people who got, quote unquote, flashed. They're like, what the heck? <laughs> and, like, that's not how you – you don't jolt people into a sale. Like, this is this is I, so weird. I'm going to make a very – this is going to sound sexist, but I guess if they would have grabbed these, like, very beautiful models – the the result would have been so much different. I mean, there there are biases. I mean, the the picture that you guys have at the top of this article shows a dude going up to two girls and going like this. Yeah. That's the worst idea. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. this. No, I'm sure that if they got a couple of girls that were prettier, the result would have been different. Perhaps so. Oh, that would and you know great. what? Like uh, all, all, all power to the sale itself, like an iPhone 8 at 64 gigabytes for $699, like that sounds pretty cool. It's not $1,000. So cool. But this is not the way you tell people about it, in my opinion. <laughs> well, the thing is, the flash sale was like $8 a month. So instead of uh, $699, it would be like 200 something. So, But yeah, this is uh, weird. And it's uh, especially weird um, given that they did it in Kansas City because I, I see the streetcar it's all got sprint branding it's their hometown so um way to uh, kind of uh, piss off your uh home crowd i guess it's, maybe uh, i it, guess it, 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 oh man and, and what do you guys know what do you guys know about the future of sprint and t-mobile by the way like how's that gonna no idea any updates? it's still it's like, in public comment anything. mode man yeah i've never actually used sprint as a carrier ever i have once I have when, always. Was... Do you guys re- do you guys remember when Sprint was going to skip LTE but and did WiMAX instead? Oh God! It wasn't really. Well, no, I, I think, no, no, I think no, LTE that's wasn't. A... No, LTE wasn't ready. All right. LTE wasn't ready, and so what they did was they adopted WiMAX. This was like back in the. As a condition of the next, it was it was a condition of the Nextel um, uh, merger. They had to do something by 2008 or something, like some advanced timeline, and uh, that was one of the requirements. 4G by that time. So, yeah, <laughs> I love the I love this question. I'm looking at the chat, by the way, everybody. Um, so, B Floyd over on our top chat. Um, who was broke enough to wear a winter coat in the middle of 89 degrees summer anyway? <laughs> if, you get, if you get paid enough, you'll do anything, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Oh, but, but for me, those are like every time that I see somebody like, you know, standing on a street corner with a sign or something. See, those jobs, I, I, I hate when people do those jobs. Like, I feel that companies, I don't know, I consider that to be humanly degrading to have somebody hold a sign. I, I consider that to be disrespectful. It's kind to of ex- exploitation, to right? Exactly. That's exploitation. Like every time that I see something like that, I, 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 I cringe and I, I get upset because I feel companies should be smarter about their advertisement. Like seriously. Exactly. Which is, which is probably the overarching point of this particular ad. <laughs> you got to be smarter about this, guys. 
All right. Yeah, so seriously. on that note, uh, we are going to take a quick break. Um, I suppose. Um, yeah, we'll be right back with our main topic. All right. This episode of the weekly is brought to you by Jamf Now, helping you track your Apple devices. It's hard enough remembering to keep your iPhone and iPad in sight sometimes, especially when you're on the move or in a co-working space or what have you. But if you run a business, you know it gets even more complicated than that. And don't get us started about managing fleets with remote employees too. Jamf Now gives you complete control over your inventory, allowing you to deploy uniform sets of networking credentials, apps, and data. You can even lock or wipe a device at any time. Best of all, you have peace of mind without having to take in hours of IT lectures. And you don't even have to pay that much for it. Weekly listeners can set up their first three devices for free, with each device after that just costing an extra $2 a month. All you need to do to get in on the deal is head over to jamf.com slash pocket now. That's J-A-M-F, that's Jamf with an F at the end, jamf.com slash pocket now for your free account. Hey, do you guys use Google Opinion Rewards? Opinion rewards? Opinion. What, what is that? I, they do surveys every so. Like, uh, have you uh, have you cashed out on it? <laughs> you get you get free Google Play credits for just completing oh, a survey yeah. like twice a week, and sometimes you get like ten cents. Kind of sucks. Sometimes you like get some political questions, and you legit get like eighty five cents credited to your Play account. And all you got to do is have this app on your phone. You I guys, mean, that's like three or four surveys. You get a couple of games. That's okay. That ain't bad. You can you can fill out the surveys on your way or while in the bathroom. I mean, it's just like it's like free, <laughs> it's like free money. I mean, like I, I'd be able to fill a ton of surveys. That's <laughs> the bathroom money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, how, how much uh, how much worth do you put into your bathroom breaks? Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, 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 th- I think I'd make a good five bucks. Five, six dollars. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Well, that was a nice way to return from break. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, segue from bathroom breaks, I suppose. I don't know. In any case, so um, all right. So we have our we have our main topic for today. And um, Jules, I'm going to go ahead and start off with you. I think you had a bit of a package that you wanted to play. First of all, oh hey, look at this! It's the Moto Z3 Play. I got it in front of me here, and it's going to Josh uh, as soon as we meet during unpacked. It's going to be great. Uh, I actually unpacked it um, for the video that I hope to have up. Uh, coming up this weekend or Monday, uh, and um, it's a it's an interesting beast of a, of a sort. Uh, we had a whole uh, meet up at Motorola headquarters in Chicago yesterday. A mm-hmm. whole bunch of the tech uh, the tech press core was there, and they shoved uh, you all in a bus. I saw <laughs> a, a trolley bus, which was uh, neat, but was uh, had ineffective air conditioning. So um, yeah. <laughs> Good. Thank you for that. But um, <laughs> I do have a little piece that I do want to play. This one for our audio podcast. You'll be hearing a more wide array of uh, people from uh, David Kogan being one of them. And in any case, listen to this one here, right here. Samir from Mobile Syrup. Hey, what's up, man? Oh, uh, not much. Just, uh, just yeah, on my way to go see a Cubs game. Hey, it's the locker here, David Kogan. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's Joey Riz. He has his own thing on YouTube. Joey Riz, uh, R-I-Z, that's right? Yes, R-I-Z, one Z. Perfect. One. It's uh, Adam Dowd here with uh, Android Authority. Hey. It, it, we're, at, we're at a Cubs game. We're getting ready to watch the Padres and the Cubs go at it, and the Cubs are going to destroy them. Oh, that's uh, good to know. I think uh, we'll place some good money on that. The Padres take the opener 6-1. to one. So, 
what exactly did we see today in your opinion? Like, we saw how it was messaged to us. What was your takeaway? It's basically a Z3 play for Verizon users. It's not unlocked. Probably start with that. It is locked to Verizon, which means I'm going to have a tough time just dealing with it. They're showing it off as, like, being their top-of-the-line device, but with this eight, with 835... Motorola is not releasing a flagship phone this year. It is a mid-range device. It's not, the newest, it's not the newest thing out right now. The only difference really is that it has an 835, and it has a slightly better camera, and that's it, really. Oh, and, it's, and it doesn't include a Motobot in the box. 5G is going to be great when it gets here. That being said, we're going to need a mod in order to get 5G. What Verizon's trying to do with establishing its 5G network, you know, ahead of its competitors. Now that in and of itself spawns a whole host of other questions. Uh, but at least they're pricing it well. 480, at least they're pricing it well. That's all I can really say with that. I don't know. I think that's just... That's what it is, and I don't know. I really consider it a last year's flagship, not a this year's flagship. You, you know what I mean? Well, if you want to turn it around and go forward here, because we have editorial content coming up, what's the one big question that you would like to see answered? Yeah, I want to know where Motorola's flagship is, because all we have is the Moto, you know, the Moto C3, which is basically a Z2 fourth without Chatter Shield, but it's not exactly future-proof except for the 5G capability. Verizon doesn't have a 5G network right now. In fact, no one has a 5G network, no one has a functioning 5G network. I want a realistic timeline of 5G. I want to know when New York is going to get it. That's what I really want. They haven't worked out all the kinks. I mean, one of the lead researchers just put his hand between a, a modem and the phone, and the, the downlink just dropped tremendously. There's one modem on, we got to wait six months, because obviously it's not ready, but like, I think that this device just saying, like, it's the first to be a 5G upgradable, quote-unquote, feels a little marketing-ish to me. They didn't tell us the price of that thing. That's the, really the big thing. The price of that new modem mod is the thing I want to know about. But at the same time, if they can spread this out, if they can get modems across the board, if they can get people interested, and if they can get people on board, then it is going to work out well. So, guess what? It's uh, about 1 a.m., and uh, I think it's about time that we brought along a little someone you know, you and I both know, as we walk into the freaking revolving doors and uh, make more work for me because I have to stuff this little... Of course there's a street court. What the f***? It is the nighttime and I'm just going to... I should probably not leave this in, but hey, whatever. Whatever works, you know? It's the way to be. Wait, it is. tell me there's another street sweeper up there. There is. I mean, do you want to ride it? We there could are ride two it. Two goddamn street sweepers. Okay. All right. Now we're good. All right. Sure. Let's try. Let's pretend that that didn't happen and welcome Mr. Michael Fisher hey, to Jules. Mr. Mobile's little segment on our podcast. Here, it's two minutes, two questions. You ready? I'm ready. I'm it, it comfortably ensconced in my quarter of yeah. a uh, Chicago street. So in if the I of the night. if I were to be French, I would call it the Moto Zeple because. The, the whole three in the E thing? I don't know, maybe. But yeah, you have to go German so I understand. You know? Z, uh, you, Z, Z dry? Would that be it? No, Z. Z uh, wait, uh, no, ex, it's just the motor. Z, set o, v, so is it okay. set? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was it doesn't just, matter. Yeah, whatever. Well, you want to cut all this? Let's cut all this. Nah. It's hot garbage. It's hot garbage, hot but. Hot garbage from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I think there's a little judgment that is to be had here because. 
you saw what happened? You saw the spin and the the blush that they gave this Moto Z3 thing? Yeah. And uh, it came from all sides, from Qualcomm, Verizon, Motorola. So, a lot of people talking today. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. So you got, like, you digest all this information. Sure. What is your initial kind of takeaway after listening to all that and then just, you know, seeing the device holding it? What is it? I have to be, I have to be frank you know, there's a lot of people here. There's a lot of people from the media here. You know, there's like 20 people in our, on the other side of the wall we're recording this from, and that's not even all the people Motorola brought into Chicago for this event. So, frankly, I expected a big splash. And their teaser said, you know, it's a whole new way to, like, to communicate. It's a whole new way to have video calls. a whole new way to it's do everything. whole new world. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what we got was, of course, a, a phone that's, that's rather unremarkable, I think. And a Moto Mod that is very remarkable, but won't arrive for six months at least, or I guess four months at least. And we don't know what the price is going to be, and we don't even know what it's actually going to look like since we saw mock-ups today. So, like, you know, it's really hard to take all that together and say, wow, yeah, I'm really jazzed about what I saw today. I'm not down on it. I'm just, I I have to say, I expected a bit more. Separating the mod for a second here, we I've brought this up several times in the course of conversation today, but it's always that thought experiment that we have in terms of last year's flagship phone versus this year's mid-range phone. It seems like we seem to be hitting a chord with that in terms of uh, just you know putting forward the package, pricing, whatnot. Um, you know, just to reflect on that for just a little bit and uh, see how maybe a, a little uh, initial impression on. How well it does? Uh, how well? How well it doesn't just striking, whatever that is. Yeah, it's so weird, right? Because the, I'm looking at the phone. I'm holding it in my hand right now, and several times today, I had to make sure I wasn't holding the Z3 Play I brought along because this is so similar. I mean, it's like the cameras. Even I don't. I haven't verified this, but I think the camera module is exactly the same. Dual 12 foot, yeah, Z2 Force, which is a year old phone at this point. And that wasn't a very good camera. And I don't think this is a very good camera either. So you have that. You have the kind of design language that I was kind of met on on the Z3 Play. You've got this weird power button on the left and the fingerprint scanner on the side. And it's buzzing in your pocket all the time. A few visceral improvements they've made is stretching out that screen a little bit, which facilitated that move of the power button and whatnot, or fingerprint sensor too. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it's just the most exciting thing about the phone to me is the price, 480, uh, but then again, it's 480 on Verizon, and you have to be on Verizon to appreciate it. This phone exists as a chassis for the mod. There's nothing special about it unless you're talking about the 5G mod, and that's, again, tough to get excited about, I think. Review day is coming. Uh, big questions that need to be asked. Uh, what's one of them that you're hoping to answer in a definitive way? Oh, my God. That's a tough question, Jules. It's a good one, though. Right, because it's easy to hedge and be like, yeah, but, you know, Motorola's a great company, so, yeah, I think some people will buy this stuff. I, honestly, I love this filler. Yeah, what's the question? Right, right. No, what's the answer? The answer to your question about what my favorite question is going to be it can't be should you buy this phone because I think you probably shouldn't. Unless, you know, I, that's not entirely true. There's use cases for it. So, the, But that's not the most interesting question. The most interesting question is... By the time this Moto Mod launches, is it already going to be irrelevant? 
because fully integrated 5G competitors will be out there. And I'm not sure I'll be able to answer that at review time, but it's one I'll be able to pose. I don't, you know, I can't definitively say because I can't see the future, but it's just, I I can't be really optimistic about a lot of us. Despite how in love with the technology I am with regard to the mod. I feel very comfortable placing this last on our uh, kind of collage here because that is the lingering question that we have that will take months of coverage or at least... You know, you go back to it after the months uh, with the 5G modem mod being going out and just, well, you have to evaluate it against the market then. And by then, we have a completely new beast with, uh, again, you said yeah. integrated phones. Yeah. <sighs> well, that left us with uh, something to ponder at 1 a.m. on a freaking Chicago night. Indeed. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you, Jules. Always a pleasure. So, yeah, there was a whole bunch of uh, just reactions mostly to the 5g mod in terms of how we're talking about this upgradable path so that 5g moto mod that's not going to be that's the phone itself runs a snapdragon 835 which don't even don't even get me started about that but the fact is that Last year, I've pointed this out, last year, the Moto Z2 Force had a much more ambitious strategy in terms of launch. You had all five carriers, all five major carriers. I'm not sure US Cellular would like be accounting against that, but, you know, it was all around. It was $700. This was a $700 phone last year. Now, it's $480. They're, uh, Verizon's doing it on the 16th of August, and uh, they're doing $300 trade-ins uh, per thing. So, it's like, it, it'd be like a $200 phone, almost. And, um, I don't know. What, what, do you guys, uh, what do you guys think, in terms of the first impression here? What? What is the 5G mod... What is inside of it? Why is it so big? Like, is it hot? Is there like yeah. candy yeah. in there? Like, so the five oh, G modem mod is uh, basically the Qualcomm Snapdragon X fifty modem, which you know, doesn't take up much space in mm. itself. But because of how five G has to propagate, because of its license, most of it is going to be in that millimeter wave area where it's kind of hard to uh, get through even a human um, kind of mass. So. All of that is going to be antennas. It's a re- weird, uh, misshapen little thing. Uh, I'm going to pull it back up on the video stream for a second here. It's got another sort of notch at the top near, um, above the camera, sort of. Uh, but that's all antennas reaching out, making sure that there's proper coverage yeah. so that even when you're holding it, uh, it doesn't, uh, you know, phase out. And um, that's uh, it's one of the concerns um, ongoing with the uh, 5G in terms of, well, just, I mean, the 5G standard uh, itself can be used on pretty much any spectrum. The problem is, is that most of the spectrum that's usable is in that upper range because everyone else is already using the lower end for LTE, for 3G, for existing technologies, and they still have to run that uh, for a time. So, so what's the price on that thing? No price given. Oh. Uh, we have to wait until oh. early 2019. That's how they're going to make and up it's to only $799 gonna, right It's there. only going to work on Verizon. It's only going to work on Verizon phones under the Moto Z thing. So if you got your uh, Moto Z2 Force, your Moto Z under Verizon, 
it's only going to work. Uh, the Monomod is going to work for that. If you bought it anywhere else, uh, tough luck. But I'm trying to understand. Like, um, you saw the recent survey that Ookla did over how the Qualcomm Snapdragon 845, you know, far outperforms any phone that doesn't have the chip. So why go 835 and then make people wait six months for 5G to use a weird Moto mod that's most likely not going to be... Um, it's not going to be cheap, and then it's not like if you're you're you have access to five G everywhere. Like, what cities are going? Like, I don't think five G is going to be ready to launch until like mid next year, anyway. Yeah. So, what's the? I, I don't know, man. I, I so Verizon has a interesting narrative here. Fire, you know, I mean, obviously. yeah, yeah. So, um, but it, it it's behind the ball a bit in terms of five G. At first, it was one. Of the, I think it was the first carrier to announce that it had plans, just general plans for five G. It turned out that it was going to be for fixed broadband. It, it'd be like they'd have towers uh, going out to base stations and inside homes, and that would be their way in. And then everyone else started talking about mobile five G and their plans, and uh, they kind of were caught behind with that. So um, now they're trying to say, hey. Uh, um, we're, we're working on this being the first phone. It's a Verizon exclusive, and it's going to be upgradable. Upgradable is their term for 5G, <laughs> which, you know, they. I mean, Snapdragon X24 on the Snapdragon 835 processors, uh, processor that they have on the Moto Z3 is going to get you decent speeds. It's fine, yes, I guess, but it, but it's for not, LTE, it's not but... Even... It's not even gigabit LTE capable. It, That's the problem. I mean, gigabit LTE came with the 845. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I well, just... <laughs> some tests were. I'll, I'll be fair to Qualcomm here. Some tests, theoretical tests, only theoretical tests. Uh, big underline on that. Uh, did provide the 835 with. Uh, I think it was 1.2 gigabit uh, downlink. Uh, but again, the lab conditions, whatnot. You're so, right. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Gigabit LTE came with the 835, and then it's like a version two that we have with the 845. Gigabit yeah, LTE like is one of their terms that right. one of yes, Qualcomm's right. favorite terms that they want to push out in terms of getting the speed up. And you know, they were all. It was more of a Verizon Qualcomm event, I'll be honest, in ter- than a Motorola event. Even though it was at their headquarters, Motorola's Chicago headquarters, it sound there was a lot more talking being done by the Verizon representative. There was a video from Verizon. There was Qualcomm, you know, everyone was there and they were talking about how 5G is going to be used for everything. They had a whole room set up. Uh, (laughs) Even though all the art assets were Motorola's, like they were like, yeah, um, this is how 5G is going to improve everything for VR, AR, uh, your life in general, and you are going to be using it. Well, and, Jaime, um, uh, Jaime, you and I, we've we've been to plenty of these types of events, not necessarily for devices, but for the concept of 5G with Qualcomm. <laughs> I mean, tell me how Hawaii was like, <laughs> other than the whole swimming with uh, Mr. Mobile in the buff. Ah. Oh, those speeds, uh, those LTE speeds look great in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wearing my swim trunks. You know, it makes sense <laughs> to me. What do you mean LTE? <laughs> well, you know what? It makes sense. It makes sense to me that Verizon would be at the helm of something like this because, in, I mean, I, I don't know if there's really too much argument here, but in the U.S., domestically, Verizon is the most reliable and fastest network for very particular reasons, though. It's not going to be something that's proliferated easily across the globe because Verizon is a very proprietary network band. And 
every time I use a Verizon phone, I'm having a lot of fun with it because it's 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 always speedy. It's always really awesome to use. So I'm I'm okay with that. I understand that Verizon is probably going to be the the, the company that brings this version of 5G to the market. But the problem that I have with this is that clearly we're trying to get to 5G because I think most of these manufacturers and companies have just given up on trying to perfect our current LTE <laughs> because we fall so far behind. Uh, compared to many other countries in the world, even a country like Estonia oh, yeah. just just wipes the floor with us. <laughs> like, even a country like even a country like Honduras has faster LTEs. Yeah. I think we skipped LTE advanced, right? Like that didn't even so. happen. LTEU uh, or whatever. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know, uh, but so so here's the thing. I, I totally understand. Like for example, why is it Verizon? Because Qualcomm and Verizon have been partners since the inception of of, of digital. Uh, you, you have to remember, CDMA was invented by by Qualcomm. Mm. So, uh, and their first partner was Verizon. Uh, so, I, I get that they have a long term partnership. And I, you know, whichever company. So, the the advantage of five G is that it's a global thing. The the faster people adopt five G, the the easier it is for people to just stop dropping off LTE. And so it's it's a win-win where people, you know, 5G is going to piggyback on LTE, but it provides the assistance and, and it just, you know, it, it liberates, I guess is the word. It, it liberates a little spectrum because it seems companies are not going to be investing more on LTE. And have you guys experienced regular HSPA plus on carriers like AT&T? I mean, like 3G is horrendous right now. Yeah. Like if the phone falls into 3G, just forget it. It's the well, worst. Well, on like AT&T, you go to HSBA Plus, which is... It's bad. Really? Well... It Probably in Philly, it's great. But in New York, it's like the worst, man. Wow. So maybe it's just too much. It's too congested. Like, it's like, it's like literally. It is, yeah. Literally, edge on T-Mobile. Edge on T-Mobile while roaming is faster than HSPA Plus oh, on AT&T. Wow. That is insane. It is that bad. Like, so, it's literally... I would rather it tell me it's not connected. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the ultimate minimum that you uh, would like to have. Uh, but I want to get back to the Z3 in that it's a shuttle for this, um, you know, I mean, I guess propaganda about 5G, which, you know, I mean, it's, it has its valid points, but it's a shuttle. This Z3 is getting jettisoned. It's going to, I feel like it's going to be out the door by whenever, um, come next year when all the integrated solutions, all the ones that have the Snapdragon 855 inside and you don't need a freaking 5G mod to achieve those speeds. And yeah, but those phones are going to be like this thick. <laughs> well, I think it's gonna be maybe. The, the the pricing is enticing though, and I, I you know I think that the design. Well, I, I didn't see the Moto mod personally. You have jewels, but you know all Moto mods are like that. They're all chunky. Yeah. So I think it's just the design thing. I don't think it's a it's an antenna. Uh, like in the old days, you know, you remember those antennas for like the uh, s satellite phones. Uh, oh, I don't boy. think it's a necessity. I think it it's out. more de yeah. a design thing. You, yeah, you almost look like thing. you're you almost look like you're holding a satellite phone with this thing too. And which is funny to me because the image of somebody holding up this modem mod and the phone to their face is funny because that's not what the five G modem's for. <laughs> it's for data. <laughs> Um, yeah. But what, what I'm thinking here is, um, so uh, as Fisher was saying in that clip, uh, by the way, great job on that one, Jules. Um, the uh, the whole idea behind this mod is that's going to come out within four to six months from now. But by the time this mod comes out, is it is it in line with 
or at least coming up close to a potential Z4 launch. So like this this mod is obviously supposed to be backwards compatible with this phone and the next phone. So I can see why the timeline is the way it is. Um, but still, like it only really makes sense to buy the mod if it's expensive with this phone because potentially the Z4 is going to be the one that comes in at at least six ninety nine, and then you're you're paying way more out the butt with that. But then you're probably around that time, you know, come early next year, you might be looking at like a, a Galaxy S10 with built-in five G. True. Right. Yeah. The, so the, the the only I guess I think it's just the selling point stunt where it's like you know we're giving you a phone that's going to be five G capable. Yep. So if you buy this phone now, you will be able to connect to five G whenever it's available. And since people hold on to phones for more than a year, <laughs> I guess they're just trying to make it a marketing. It's marketing. Stunt. I get it. It's it would marketing. make more sense to me Mar- if the Moto line, the the Z line from Moto, was like the only phone on Verizon, and. If like stuff like the S10 wouldn't be coming to Verizon, if something like whatever the next uh, phones, uh, iPhones are going to be, didn't have the potential to have this type of technology, weren't going to be on Verizon in the first place. Because remember the old, not really the old days, but like remember how Moto Droid was like the number one line on Verizon? Like that, that was, there was a certain exclusivity behind that. But if all of these other phones are definitely coming and they probably are going to have this kind of tech, then it makes this harder to sell aside from the price point. Except that it's August 2018, and like there's no S10, and it's not even in sight. And so if you're a Verizon customer walking into a Verizon store, and you're like, okay, I'm going to spend a bunch of money on a phone. I want it to be a little bit future-proof. And the sales guy's like, hey, buddy, what's up? What's your name? Um, uh, Is this so, how you uh, sell phones, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, and then, and then he'll be like... Oh, my God. My, my, Michael Fisher's going to be so pissed at you trying to act like him selling Nextel. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the sales rep's going to be like, yo, dude, we've got this phone that can yo, get dude. on our next generation of cellular technology that's not even out yet. Check out this Moto Z3 with the um, 5G mod. You should buy this phone, and you'll be happy in two years from now. Because you'll be on the fastest speeds, mm. so it, it's it's like it's great for right now before you know we get to early next year. Yeah, we have a future-proof phone with with last year's processor. That That's is sad. Exactly. That's a little sad though. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and you know, like Motorola is like the worst when it comes to when it comes to Android updates. Uh, are, have they gotten better? Or uh, they're they're kind I of used the Moto phone in a while. They're kind of checkered in terms of that because uh, they you know it, they treat their flagships okay, uh, but. You know, I mean, we had that debacle with the Moto G4 and Android Oreo. Um, yeah, it was Oreo. And uh, it was like, they oh, we had a misprint in an ad for the Moto G4 Plus saying that it would get Oreo. It wasn't supposed to, but you know what? We'll honor <laughs> our word. Because it was only supposed to get one year's of one year of uh, the updates so yeah, um we, we yeah. heard you loud and clear everybody here you go that's pretty much it um the one thing that this makes me think of before we before we uh um, call it on this one um okay it's obviously in a mod um there are a couple of issues there are a couple of worries that i have that might be unfounded that you know the, the modem has to get the data then funnel it through the contacts you know that that might actually make it slower than it should be but that's a good point um Thinking about how this mod has a 2,000 milliamp hour battery inside of it just to power the dang thing, you know, because obviously there's a lot that it has to do to get the most optimal speeds uh, that are called 5G. Um, could, 
I'm I'm not as optimistic that our next generation phones next year are going to have this tech because it's going to be a battery suck and they're not going to want to have that in 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 the in the new flagship phones. Could we see 5G mods coming out that are peripherals that are that that can be connected let's say via USB-C to the phones in the future because it requires this amount of power and extra battery. But if you remember if you remember from the presentations that we've that we've seen from Qualcomm I don't expect them to be a battery hog because they they piggyback on LT and it's it's actually from what from what we understood there was no impact in battery it was actually the other way around it's all about it's it all about ha- signal strength right yeah I mean like okay. when you yeah. have when you have five bars and it's five G and and it's and it's pervasive and it penetrates walls your phone doesn't have to do that much to send and receive it's just the extra circuitry in what has to be done to get those 5G speeds to the Moto Z3, I think is going to generate some uh, heatsink uh, effect or at least, you know, use up more power than would be otherwise needed. Because I remember, because you're right, we, we did see a lot of these demos, Jaime, but like looking at this mod, I just keep looking at it and I'm like, there's way more in here than I remember Qualcomm claiming would be needed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little worried about that. I mean, it is a Moto mod. It has to fit the Moto Z design, and it has to be, you know, kind of usable, uh, I guess. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you, to make but it that way. That that's the will. thing. Like, 5G, so, and the 5G is different to every other generation of connect- connectivity. Like, 1G was analog, 2G was digital, uh, 3G was, you know, high higher speeds, I believe it was, or I'm, I'm trying to remember. But then LTE, all these were, like, different antennas, mm-hmm. whereas 5G is actually, the- 5G can't survive without, without LTE. It needs LTE yeah. to be able to to provide what you know the the signal so it's not like if the phones are going to ship without LT they need LT it's 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 part of the spectrum mm-hmm. uh millimeter wave is only useful when you're outside uh it's not useful when you're inside for it's, example it's and kind so- of like 3G was UMTS and then a piggyback on that was the HSPA and the HSPA plus yeah. it still it yeah. still used the 3G UMTS connection but yeah. it was almost like an add-on that the the carrier exactly yeah, that much so was clear 5G, to me 5g tech- requires a combination of everything we already have uh-huh yeah yeah that makes sense exactly yeah okay yeah it's, it's sort of like a potluck soup <laughs> <laughs> it's a jambalaya it's a network jambalaya uh, <laughs> just uh, you know, put it out for a second here with the the phone and the case on it. Oh, or the God, flow. dude, I am so <laughs> envious. So back in the day, fun fact about Honduras and just how bad things were. So I had cable for the first time until I was eight, and we only had one channel <laughs> in the beginning. WGN, WGN, oh nice, WGN, WGN Chicago. Awesome, yeah. So I grew up, and the I grew up watching the Cubs, and that was like literally the only thing you can watch. <laughs> that was like the only sports you could watch was Harry Carey's Steve Stone and and Tom. What was it? Uh, I forgot the last name of the Tom other Vicka. guy. Here, here at Wrigley Field for the Cubs game. So for me, like I was like, damn it, I I have to change my flight. That you guys are going to Wrigley Field, yeah. man. It's like for I'm me, it would have been such a treat to be there. I am so envious. I, I, I apologize. Jewels, but I don't. Hate All right. You. If I you don't. Have, hate <laughs> listen, listen. If you have a little off time, and uh, I'll I'll pay for your ticket. 
little, Aww, little girl. That is so sweet. That is really sweet. <laughs> Let's That's do so it. nice. I will actually take you up on that. That is our, the <laughs> man, the myth, the legend, Jules, over there in the production booth. Gotta love him. Man. So generous. Wow. <laughs> and and yeah, don't let it. I try. Don't let it. Don't let it be a. Don't let it be a false claim. It's 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 gotta happen. Now, Jaime is going to. Fall oh, I will it. make sure that it happens. Yeah. Trust me. I mean, yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> definitely. So if it, if it if it has to go to a Dodgers game, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe that will be have to be the case. But <laughs> we'll see. At least you'll be in LA. I'm, and we can I'm hang trying out. Trying to head here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All three of us. Exactly. Um, okay. So speaking of things that are announced and usually never coming to light, uh, <laughs> we have one final thing to talk about. Um, so. Uh. Boy. Here comes a beautiful boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Here comes a beautiful <laughs> name from a not so beautiful company. Um, the Hubble phone. This is a concept from a company that we all know way too well. And uh, I actually have a bone to pick myself uh, because at my previous at my previous uh, uh, place of work, I did do a lot of work with this company, Turing, and um, I was uh, at a lot of their like 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 press um, press pre- uh, briefings and stuff like that, and they were always they always were really forthcoming with information regarding their devices and the fact that things were going to like you know this is going to be a re- really a revolutionary phone. But they had a lot to say about their phones, and like the last one, the uh, uh, what was it called, the Appassionato or the the Appassionato, I think it was called Appassionato, which had like a cool yeah. name. And what made me feel like it was actually going to be a reality was because they gave me a working unit and I was able to actually review it as long as I did some um, software updates. And then they were like, even though they had a partnership with TCL, um, they were like, no, nah, we uh, turns out we, we can't do it. <laughs> Just like what's why what what is wrong what what is happening here like I, I I felt slighted because I I was with them for hours in actually here in Pasadena and um, I was with them for hours just talking about this phone and having having fun talking about like what they wanted to do with it this concierge service that they were going to bring with the phone that I actually used a couple of times and I thought it was really awesome I thought it was really cool it made the phone feel exclusive and then they just sort of like turned their backs just like they did with the original Turing phone. And it's like, okay, here they are again with a flip phone concept that, I mean, it... It's coming out. It's 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 totally it's totally coming out in the first quarter of 2020, <laughs> just so you know. Did you see that? Jules, go back up to that notch. There's like 15 sensors in it. Go up a little bit that, more. You mean, you mean which notch? You mean the one that's on the main screen, the one that's on the secondary screen, the one that's on the rear screen that's before that? <laughs> Oh, Google's on that the one right edge there. Like Google doesn't want. Yeah, exactly. It's on the long edge. They, they're they're getting sued. This isn't gonna work. There's too many notches on this phone. This is not gonna huh. work. Okay, so bef- uh, we we will get into the actual device itself. Like they are saying that it's going to have their custom OS. It's going to have Android P. It'll potentially have a custom Snapdragon 855. I'm like, what are you talking about? And um, there are a bunch. No, of- I, can I can I do the honors because I have it right in front of me? Oh, go for it. All right, so this uh, this thing here. It, imagine, <laughs> um, you know, Samsung's Chinese flip phone that has like the Snapdragon and Whatever every little thing about like the, yeah, the Jackie the Chan series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel Chan. so much better about my connection right now. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's doing great. It's amazing. I'm sorry about this, um, but in any case, this uh, dual Snapdragon 855 oh, with the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Why? 
Um, and uh, there's a 60 megapixel camera that's at the hinge, so oh, it's like, like it's pointing outwards. And the the flip screen, like you can turn on a different axis so that you can uh, use it as a viewfinder. And uh, there's also like dual 12 megapixel sensors here. There's a kind of a structured light thing for facial recognition. Another 12 megapixel, uh, freaking five cameras here. God. Dang it. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, Are they optically stabilized, uh, any of the five? I don't think so. Uh, I see no OIS mentions in any of this. Oh. There's 15 times opt- optical zoom for the 60 megapixel thing. 15 though. times. And, and variable aperture from 2.8 to 5.6. Wow. Uh, wow. So, I mean, they're just... They're just they're thinking about hey what numbers on this screen can we put <laughs> that sound vaguely realistic in the next couple of years but and look you at know, that look we, at that hinge mechanism that's sticking out on the side right there and that's crazy <laughs> yeah I mean it's a crazy concept and uh, like I always say concepts are going to be awesome to see that's why I actually yeah I, I allow I I allow the notch in my life because I like to see things like the Opal Fine 10 and stuff like that happen or the Vivo Nex and all that and this is the thing those phones actually made it to market <laughs> so that's the difference here. And um, when the first Turing phone came out and I was able to, to view it, it got a lot of views. It was it was obviously something that people wanted to see. And then it never really went anywhere. And then the Appassionado came out and then I was able to actually hold it. And whereas I, I originally said, I'll see, I'll believe it when I see it, I did. And then it didn't go to market. So this is what I'll say with this one. I'll believe it when I see someone buy it. <laughs> Like, I'll believe it when I see someone actually give a card to somebody at a manufacturer or a carrier and say, I will have that phone. Please, thank you. Goodbye. Because that has never happened with this company. <laughs> never. <laughs> so I I remember I remember a girl, Michael Fisher, since he was on the show, I can reference this. I remember he he asked me, like, wow, you did a really good piece on the Appassionado. Um are you are you at all like I, I don't know how you could do that knowing what their track record is and I was I was very optimistic at the time and I always am when it comes to tech I'm I'm the kind of guy that says oh is this phone the best one no because all phones are amazing you know like why why don't we say all things are amazing right now that's the whole point of of life right now is that everything's cool and it's like why would I pick a side when everyone can benefit and I'm the positivity dude, and that's what that's the that's the mentality I had going into Turing, and they've always disappointed. <laughs> so it sucks to have Lego Batman be so disappointed by something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything Thank is you. awesome. I'm Lego Batman. I love that. <laughs> um, Jaime popped out for a second there, but I wanted to ask you, Jaime. Thank you for jinxing my connection. Hey, by it the happened way. at the end of the show, okay? And it was only for a little bit, so thank God. Um, this is pretty good for you. I, I ranted for a little while about Turing and the relationship I had with them. Have you had your run-ins with Turing as part of Pocketnow at all? Zero, zero relationship. Okay. It's, uh, Turing was weird, and I guess, I don't know, man. What they were trying to offer initially was looked like, you know what this looks like? This looks like South Hall... CES, you know, the South Hall where you find there's like the cesspool of of devices concepts that pretty much will never make the light of day. Yeah. That's what that's what it you know, it looks like something that 
I don't even see the functionality in the product. I mean, hey, prove me wrong. It's it's one of those cases where whenever I see concept designs, I'm I'm tired of it. It's just don't show me a concept. Show me something that you're going to launch. This yeah. is like, you know, and most companies, I feel that they make the mistake of creating. I, I think we've just gone through so much in the mobile space where if you remember like Windows Phone 7, it was, a lo- it was announced in January. It was launched in December. Like whenever you do something like that, you literally kill the product's buzz. Uh, you create buzz and then it just dies out. And so when, whenever you, you make these announcements of a concept that's two years away, like what do you expect for people to remember who you are <laughs> yeah. three months from now? Exactly. Like nobody's going to care. Yeah. And so you don't do yourself a favor, companies like Turing and whatever, don't do this. Yeah. Like I think, that, I think that Red is making a big mistake with their Hydrogen 1 teaser. I think that if they would have just made an event, you know, let the rumor mill play itself. Red is working on a phone. Red is working on a phone. And that's, you know, that's all cool. And then, boom, three months later, just launch the damn thing. I think that that's going to have a better effect than show me a concept that's just going to allow the the big guns like Samsung to actually put their R&D into, hey, can we do this? And they'll pull it off. Well, you have to remember that Red is uh, film fans. It's not just, you know, smartphone fans. I think there's a good cross-section there, but they're more into, you know, digging into color space and whatnot. I mean, they have their own forms. That's where we've been getting all of this information and he just wanted to be transparent about it that said he has his own kind of this uh james Gennard, uh who uh is running the place uh he has his own kind of cult of personality there and um he really sometimes does. that kind of gets forgive in the way my of face forgive my face but yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you there. And like, um, uh, especially with, with Turing, like it, one day, if they ever do put out a phone, um, it's going to be on the back of all the controversy that they created for themselves. Like, do you want to be infamous and then you prove that you can do something? Like, that's that's that, that seems like their path right now. And um, I guess uh, smartphone manufacturers, let me, let me give you this. Um, the reason why concepts work in the car industry is because they make it very clear from the outset. This is a concept. You're never going to see this on the road. If you do, it's going to be yeah. radically different from this. And even if it is like this, we're going to make that announcement later. Then you don't come out with like these renders that, and then say, hey, this is going to be out in two years. <laughs> like You don't do that. Like, that's, that you it's don't a long do that. time from now. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. I mean, look at Vivo. Vivo didn't even show their phone out to anybody. You know, the concept phone that eventually became the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, very few people were able to see it. And then, boom, just out of the blue, we have the Vivo next four months later. See, that's how you that's do good. it. Nice and fast. Uh, yeah, that's that's how you do it. But like, like what of what of this concept is even possible? It's like whenever I see those concepts of the Galaxy S9, where I'm like, yeah, I mean, just yeah, remove the bezels in Photoshop. Anybody could do that. Like, you know, it's not going to happen. Like, technology doesn't really work that way. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, whenever I see those concept designs, you know, it's no offense to whoever's into that industry. It's all great. But, you know, in the case of Turing, like, whatever. I'm like, every, every like, I didn't even cover that in the daily. Like, Sam came up to me and he was like, oh, yeah, dude, look at this. This looks really cool. And I'm like, you're but too no, young in this no. industry, man. No. <laughs> they, they are infamous, as you It doesn't you work said. that way. Exactly. Like, you have no idea how much vaporware we're exposed to at CES. And you know what? Come on, Brandon. Brandon, make the dance. Well, hold on, <laughs> Brandon. Make the dance. <laughs> that is actually, actually, so slow. I actually, I have to throw something at the light switch for it to work. This is, watch, watch this. Right, do it, do watch it. this. Are you watching? Live watch on this. Air. 
See? Oh, there you go. <laughs> that is a perfect way of calling. Oh, this God. is the perfect Ferris Bueller's Day Off <laughs> moment right it now. It works. I think, that, I think that is a perfect way of calling it on this one. Um, one thing I did, I want to give a shout out to you real quick, Jules, because this final line of, of, of the Turing one, I, I love how you did this. It's called the Hubble oh, phone, boy. right? So this is yes. what Jules wrote. No pricing has been announced, but we do know that the Hubble telescope ran up to an initial cost of $1.5 billion in 1990. <laughs> it's gone on to command more than $20 billion in maintenance costs. <laughs> good, good job, That's Jules. So good. I love that. That's good, Jules. I'm just doing my research. That's all. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that will probably do it for this episode. Um, on that note, thank you so much for having me. This is my first episode as host, and it's in the bag. So thank you so much for watching. If you're glad on... to have you. Oh, thank you. Great, <laughs> this great is job really hosting. Fun. That was great. You did a wonderful job. Oh, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Um, if you're watching on the live stream, thank you for watching. And otherwise, thank you for listening from wherever you get your podcasts. Um, the Weekly is just as much a conversation as it is a show. So make sure you get you make your voices heard either in the comment sections down below or by emailing us at podcasts at pocketnow.com. Uh, you can also tag the cast on Twitter with the hashtag PNWeekly. So hashtag PNWeekly. As far as our personal social media is concerned, Brandon Miniman is found at Brandon Miniman. Um, one day I'm going to ask you how many mini man jokes you've ever gotten. Uh, <laughs> so many. <laughs> Jaime, Jaime Rivera is easily found at Jaime underscore Rivera. Don't forget that underscore. And producer extraordinaire Jules is found at Point Jules. I am, of course, your host, Joshua Vergara. You can find me at JV Tech T. The T is T-E-A because I love drinking me some tea. So JV Tech T. Pocket Now is at Pocket Now on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, and on YouTube in English and Espanol, where you can find more news on the Pocket Now Daily and Pocket Now Dario. I'm hoping that I said that right. Uh, yeah, it nice. is. <laughs> Every single weekday. We also have a lovely site, pocketnow.com, for all of your mobile tech needs. We would love to see some reviews and ratings on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Overcast, whatever you might be streaming us on. We're available everywhere podcasts are available. Without them, we wouldn't be able to continue making this long-running show for your eyes and ears. With that, we're going to go ahead and call it on this edition of the Weekly. Thank you once again. I'm going to go make a cup of tea, kick back, and we'll catch you on the next one.